Marlena. Hello, Joanne. <laughs> <laughs> you can admit to the fact that I'm your mother. I know. You, you may but, call me mother. But I feel like, well, I call you mom, which oh, I know God. you hate. I call her mom, which is the normal thing to call your mom. to me. She I know she called me mom zones out, apparently, when I call her mom. I don't hear mom. Because that's what I call her. I think, I don't know what she thinks I've been calling her. I thought that you have been calling me mother or mommy all these years. I call you mother, I would say 15% of the time. Uh, it started sort of jokingly, well, but now it isn't. Pause. Oh, right. This we is. Identi- give ourselves a station identification. This is. We're eating completely and stationary. Yes, this is eating and thinking. A podcast where we cook and eat and think. Yes, and where talk. we, and we share so our thoughts. Yes. We share our random thoughts, hoping that they will be of some use. They're I mean, certainly not of much use to us. <laughs> I just didn't want, I just didn't want to say mom because I felt like Marlena introduced yes. me, but your official name uh-huh. is not mom. But so I call it, the mother started mostly as a joke, but now I now it sometimes just slips out, and then sometimes if I'm trying to be like funnily serious, I'll call you mother. But the rest of the time, mom, like one, like maybe if I'm like. I was trying to think, like, I think even if I'm, like, super upset or something, and, like, I don't think I really ever call you mommy, and, mm-hmm. like, have not since I was really small. Mm-hmm. You know, probably when you call me mom in my brain, I fill it in to mommy, uh, because I just, I, mom is fine for other people, but it's because I never considered my, my own mother mom to me a mom a mom had to be someone with at least an American accent, which my mother did not have. And you have, do have. Which I do have. I realize that. But so mom to me, I don't know. It sounds almost impersonal to me. It's not. Whereas Your it's mom. crazy that mother does not. Mother, Yeah, I, mother is extremely impersonal. I sort of love the formality. <laughs> well, like, I think mother. you didn't like it when I first started calling you Probably mother. not. I probably thought that that was a little cold, but... Um, <laughs> But uh, but then I, I don't know. I think I grew to love it quickly because I because I think that there's a juxtaposition to me and my personality and mother that I find funny because I'm like not a very formal person. I'm like a warm and fuzzy mommy. I'm not mm-hmm. I'm not a mother. But but when I think of myself as mother, it makes me stand up a little straighter <laughs> because. You know, I feel like, yes, someone with mothers should have a little bit of a stick up her ass. <laughs> Which would make one stand up a little tall. But I do, I kind of love it. I love the little little bit of formality to it. Speaking of your accent, so, the oh. reason I don't have, my dad has a very thick New York accent and I have, next to none, I have like a very much like a mix of your accent, dad's accent, and just like TV <laughs> just yeah, like which, whatever's on the TV, which, which is I, like everyone. I think most people reared in Manhattan today yeah, don't have most people, much of an accent. Yeah. yeah, I would say even people reared in the other boroughs mm-hmm. tend to really not. Um, but is because you imparted me with your Midwestern accent. And the thing is, now you have what I would call like a TV accent of sort mm. of just like very nondescript. And we have recently been watching videos of me as a baby and I didn't realize you had such a Midwestern accent. It was so much thicker. I, and you know, I did not realize that it had changed that much because I, I wasn't aware of how much, yeah, I just was not aware of how much my accent has changed. 
in part because when I was growing up in the Midwest, I never had as hard a Midwestern no. accent as a lot of it's most of like people a, I knew. I think because my parents. It's not like a Brian Doyle Murray but, accent. No, no. But no. you you had those like Illinois vowels. Mm-hmm. Those. What did I say? Um, the, I think at the, one point you said like a lot. Sort. I mean, it wasn't mm-hmm. that much, uh-huh. but it was like those. It was those vowel uh-huh. sounds. I sounded sort of like the lead singer of Cheap Trick. <laughs> I don't. I know. want you oh. to want me. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so shall we get to what we're doing? Okay. So today is another experimental episode. We've had a few where we 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 have gone through some archival food. Yes. Um. So I so and I well I have to say yes. that the this what we are going to prepare I believe okay I wasn't sure if you had any ideas of when it was from well okay I I yes, believe you, okay well okay that it had okay. been in my apartment pre- <laughs> previous to this one okay <laughs> which is longer than twenty seven years yeah it's yeah so it's we've been I think apartment it's about thirty I years old and okay, I might so be about wrong. thirty years old yeah, so I might a, be wrong about so that so from but. about nineteen ninety. So the story up till now is that like two days ago you were decluttering and opened this jar that had like some spices in it and this packet, which is like a little burlap sack of like, I guess like the sort of sack you would have gold dust in. And it says Gold Rush Old Fashioned San Francisco Sourdough Starter Sack. And so it has sourdough and starter instructions, um, some recipes for like sourdough breads. It has a spice pack. And an herb pack, and then a little sourdough starter, like dry yeast pack. I assume that's what and it is, dry I, yeast. I believe that so it was a gift brought okay. to me from San Francisco around 1990. Do you remember? So it, that's okay. Because that's a, the story that I know of it is from two days ago. Yeah. But it's clearly it could old. have been so in the 80s. So you in the late Do you 80s. remember who brought it to you? I thought that it might have been my sister, but okay. I am not 100. But this sure. is. A truly vintage, uh, and so it is like a dry. Which and isn't there sourdough starter that you know has been around for? Yes, like, but it's but it's always in yes. Yeah, so you like use. take it from yeah. last week's batch. Right, you don't right, take it right, from a right. thirty-year-old dry pack. Right, um, like it couldn't be revived from a pharaoh's tomb. I mean, people have yeah, done but, that, but they've done it with like yeah. lab equipment. Uh-huh. <laughs> but I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't do this if I thought there was no chance. So uh-huh. what we're going to do is try to start the sourdough starter. I know we've made, we've done yeast experiments before of slightly out of date yeast. We definitely during the quarantine got on the bread bandwagon, but we didn't get on the sourdough starter bandwagon, mm. but now we're gonna. So what we need to do is, um, it's really simple. It's combined two cups white flour. So if it doesn't work, we've just wasted two cups of precious, precious flour. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, are you okay with that? Yes. Okay, so two cups white flour, two cups warm water, and the dry culture from your starter package in a warm bowl, which everything is warm in here because it's Yeah, very it's very hot. hot today, very hot, humid day. Do you think humidity affects? I don't know. Okay. There's not more than 30 years old. Not more than being 30 years old affects it. This sourdough came into a world that did not include you. Or the internet, I think. Or the internet, <laughs> right. Um, it was a different century. Wow. 
what this sourdough has seen. Yes. Or it hasn't. I prevented it from seeing because it's been locked. (laughs) Speaking of the Midwest, it's been, it wasn't a jar. Marlena misspoke. It wasn't a jar. It was an old, big Stort's coffee can, which I'm not sure if they still make Stort's coffee in Chicago. That's a Chicago company. On the lid, that it comes with a scoop, but they call it a scoon. For no good reason. Yeah, it's really like a tablespoon measure, but I still have. I, I have it's at least scoop. one. But that was that was my mother's favorite store bought coffee, and um, I think my mother probably my I think my mother brought me a couple of cans here in New York. That's okay. how I have those. So you're gonna mix those all together. Use a wooden or plastic spoon to stir the mixture until smooth. Cover the container with plastic wrap and place it in a warm, draft-free area for 36 to 48 hours. Your starter should be slightly bubbly and give off a delicious sour yeasty aroma. And then you put it in a covered container and let it live in the refrigerator. It's, as it says, put it to rest in the refrigerator, which sounds like it's dead, but it's not. Mm-hmm. Um, so what sort of bowl do you think we should use? It didn't specify. It didn't specify. It specified plastic or wooden spoon, Mm -hmm. but it didn't say what type of bowl. And it's a big plastic. And we'll have to mix it with two. Two cups flour, two cups water. So I would do something that, you know, has like a snap on lid. I have. Well, but it says with plastic wrap. Oh, oh. So maybe it shouldn't be so airtight. Yeah. I think Um, once it goes in the fridge, mm -hmm. we can transfer it to a smaller container Mm -hmm. that has like a nice tight lid, Mm -hmm. but for now, when it's growing, Mm -hmm. I think it should just have the plastic wrap. Um, So I I don't think it's a huge deal. So I think maybe, maybe a, um, uh, two cups of flour, you said, right? Two cups of flour, two cups of water. Okay. So yeah, maybe that yellow plastic mixing bowl with the handle. We have this like utility mixing bowl that we end up using for everything. (gasps) It was used for the salad. Yes, so I will, can we pause and I will go and wash it? Yes. Okay. <laughs> oh, or maybe we should, do you think it would be bad to use a metal bowl? I don't. Um, Wait, oh, that reminds me. I am going to try to look up, hang on. I'll look up, can you use a metal bowl for a sourdough starter? And I'm also going to look up the gold rush the started. reason is because those will take up less space in the refrigerator. Well, I, I think maybe we should transfer it to a smaller container once it's done growing. Oh, okay. All right. How long do we leave it at room temperature? Like two days. Oh, all right. So, yeah. So, then let's use the plastic. Yeah. Okay. While you're doing that, I'm going to be looking up Gold Rush Sourdough Starter. It seems to be owned by Bob's Red Mill now. Oh. It's, you know, the, like, kind right, of organic-y company. Yeah. I am explaining it to our oh, listeners, oh, are mother. are recording stuff? Mm-hmm. I think I thought that we were on pause. No. What, um, what have you said that's, uh... Nothing. Okay. <laughs> Someone purchased a packet in 2010, so it was still in existence then. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but Googling it has taken me to eBay, where someone is selling 180-year-old verified heritage San Francisco, San Francisco sourdough oh, starter. wow. It looks pretty gooey and yummy. Mm. I know. 11 sold in the last 24 hours. Wow. People are going wild for this 180-year-old sourdough starter. How much does it cost? $5.95. Hmm. I, I mean, that would tell me the, the only thing, um, like, I love uh, what... 
I don't know if other ethnic groups call it this, but I love um, a, a corn rye, which is a sourdough rye bread. And that's a bread I would consider baking myself because I think Zaro's here in the city makes it, but it's not as good as others I've had from more old world bakeries. But unless I schlep out to Brooklyn, it's very hard to find. I am getting deep into the world of ancient sourdough starters on eBay. Uh, I'm very intrigued by sourdough starter yeast Frontier, 100-year-old, very strong, active, extra sour. Um, and then one that claims to be 210-plus-year-old San Francisco sour starter. Tangy, strong! So there's a whole world. If we want to just go for the oldest, this one is 211-year-old wow. verified. Not, nothing for your 210. Okay, Bavarian Black Death sourdough starter. 400-year-old oh history active sour. Mom, we're getting this one that apparently contains Black Death cultures. <laughs> I don't think it does. I think they just mean it was alive during the time of the Black Death, which is um, frightening. I did, a friend of a friend showed me her sourdough starter. She had, this was in America, but she had spent some time in Italy. And I don't know how old it was, but she stayed with a family. And they gave her, they took off a piece of their sourdough starter for her, and she smuggled it into the country. Wow. I know. Um, I remember we had this little, like, kids book about, like, the imagined early life of Betsy Ross. Like, a, an early reader picture book. And it was always so devastating. She was making bread, and it was like her first time being allowed to do it on her own or something. And she, after she made it, she couldn't find the yeast. Like, you know, you're supposed to take out a piece to be next bread's uh -huh. yeast. And she was so devastated. And she was like, you know, she told her friend, and her friend was like, well, you can just take some of ours. And she's like, but this yeast has been in our family. Yeah. And it was so devastating. But then she found it. It was smashed under the bottom of the bowl. So she found it in the end. <laughs> but yeah, we might have to buy some of these old yeast, old sourdough starters. Because like, but yes, like there is a guy recently. I think he was he, like, he's some like tech um, tech guy who's really rich. And because he's just become really rich, he can now live a life of leisure exploring <laughs> his like scientific slash historical pursuits just for fun and he like really loves baking and the ancient world and yes he is a guy who like bought like some 2000 year old like egyptian like clay oven and like swabbed it for the yeast bacteria and he regrew it and baked just baked oh it in my. his house and was like it's delicious and tastes different from what you would get now mm -hmm. um you know what i would use that for Except that oh, it's not supposed to have Passover yeah. matzo. <laughs> well, do they not have? Do they have? Does matzo have yeast in it? No. But isn't allowed to rise, or is it just no? Okay. There's no yeast. No. I couldn't remember no. if it just wasn't given time to rise, no. or if it has nothing. It's just pretty much flour and water, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Gross. <laughs> Shall we? Um, yes. All right. So, combine two cups white flour. Excuse me, mother. All right, I will get uh, measured up. Thank you. Do you want to do the warm water, two cups warm water in a cup while I do the flour? So uh, it's uh, 85 to 90 degrees, so like warm, but not like scalding hot. 
um, you know, we did we did hotter for um, thank you. We did hotter for the like after dry yeast starter basket, but uh, but this is a sourdough starter and shall not be treated the same. I mean, I don't have a thermometer for yeah. That's I have a fine. Thermometer, I, I trust you to like feel it and know what. Well, how do they describe it? Warm. Okay. I trust you to know what warm is. <laughs> and it's uh, two cups, yes. right? I think you probably trust me to know better what warm is than what two cups are. <laughs> what does that mean? Oh, because you don't put it down? But I, I will. Thank you. She does not, off, sometimes she does not put the measuring cup down. On a flat surface. Yes, to level it. And instead tilts it any which way until it reads what she wants. I don't know if that's warm enough. I know it's a little too, too much water, but. I don't know, because it's a little hotter than skin temperature. I feel like that's probably good. Okay, then I think that. We're taking our chances I'm, here. I'm going to let you fine tune the two cups. Oh, I think it's fine. I don't okay. think. All right. I think it's fine. Okay. So we have our flour and our water in it. Now I just need the dry culture. So I think I'm going to release this episode as its own, as a cliffhanger. Oh. I know. And then release another episode recorded two days later, but probably released weeks later, knowing my editing skills that will reveal if it was a success or a failure. <laughs> um, would you get me a scissors? Would you like to smell the starter? Uh, yes. Has a little bit of a sour it, smell, though. That might be the outside of the packet. Yeah, it, it does have a little tang to it, but yeah, it's, it's hard to tell. Let us mix. Do you want a spoon? A or? wooden or a plastic spoon, please. Okay. All right. Use a wooden or plastic spoon to stir the mixture until smooth. It's a lumpy boy so far. There is something really wonderful. It smells good. Like, I feel like it is imparting us, oh. but maybe it's just mm -hmm. a flowery smell. <laughs> but sorry, there is something uh, wonderful. Uh, about, uh, you know, thinking about sourdough starters that have survived mm -hmm. over generations. Black and, death, apparently. Yeah, because, um, you know, especially today, we, we live in such a changing world it's nice to think that the sourdough has not changed mm -hmm. it's like those whale there um those sharks like greenland sharks or something that have been alive since shakespeare mm, <laughs> crazy and yet they lack speech and so cannot tell us <laughs> can't tell there's sharks that have actor. been alive that long yeah they're about 400 years old. So the, those must be the oldest creatures. Possibly. I think like maybe I know there's the, some like lobsters the, or something. That, uh, it's things that live in the sea live mm -hmm. a really long time. Well, how long do those Galapagos turtles live? I think they live like a couple hundred yeah, years. Yeah, at most. But I might be wrong. Maybe there are some that have lived that long. But they're sea adjacent. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I think that's smooth enough. Mm -hmm. All right. To the plastic wrap. Plastic wrap. I think 
I should try to get a tighter seal than this, or? No. Okay. So it's done. Huzzah. Huzzah. <laughs> now it just has to live for another 48 hours. <gasps> Come alive. All right. How will we know? Will it'll it be, bubble? It says it'll be bubbly and yeasty. Oh, okay. Like me. And maybe, nope. and okay. no, I just want to say, and maybe next time we could talk about um, not just the sourdough, but we could talk about comparing um, joy of cooking then and now, or then and then, because I haven't bought it. This joy is of coming one, out of nowhere, but, but okay. Yes. Well, I was just <laughs> looking at a 1953 edition. Okay, you're starting a whole new episode. Goodbye. Okay. You can cut that out. Bye. Bye. -bye.